you did not go to the school in the place that you live, and then you decide to go back for the weekend, what are you supposed to do except tailgating, especially once you get into the game, you can't serve alcohol at an NCAA event? Yeah, so what is, so you're telling me that you can't go to a ball game without to get boozed up? Is that what you're saying? No, but if you've got all your college buddies and you're all traveling from all different parts of the country like we are this weekend, we're driving all the way from South Florida to, where? to Knoxville, Tennessee. It's oh, my 14 God. 14 hours. Uh-huh. When we get there, we get drunk. I mean, what else are we going to do? we got to sleep in the RV. we got to spend our day there. Yeah. I mean, if you can think of something else that we can do besides tailgate, we're all for it. Yeah. No. Well, maybe if you call up the White House, they might have some good numbers for you. No. <laughs> but I'm serious. I want they your honest opinion. a lot more, and if you get too tanked, you won't be able to take advantage of the opportunities. Well, I hear it, especially since the game starts at 8 o'clock. But that's oh, not God. the idea. The idea is to go there, you know, barbecue some dogs, some burgers, some chicken breasts, maybe have a couple beers. I'm not saying you get into the game and beat the crap out of every person that's there. Okay, like but, but let me say this to you. I understand what you're saying, but do you think we have anybody coming to the uh, the Mac Arena for hockey games that's going to be driving in, like, uh, let's turn it around, from Knoxville or from, like, hundreds of miles away? No, sir. No. I agree with you there. Professional sports and tailgating, even when I go to the Dolphin game, like that one guy was talking about, the Jets-Dolphins. Oh, the, the worst. It's terrible. It's the worst. The worst. But I, I disagree in terms of college. Okay. College sports. You got me convinced. All right. Thanks. I'm easy. Have a good time. Okay. Don't start drinking before you take off, by the way. Oh, they will? We have an open line in Broward. Well, it's only, what, 900 miles away, 1,000, something like that. Let's go to Knoxville, all right? Let's oh! go, buddy. One open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. What was the other uh, dummy that uh, Paul Winchell had? Jerry Mahoney. Jerry Mahoney. There we go. Thanks, Hank. <laughs> and what else? What was the other one? No, he had a, a, a like, um, not was it Mortimer Snurd? Who did Mortimer Snurd? No, that was uh, Edgar Bergen. Had Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd? It's Dummy Day! Oh, oh, that's perfect. That's the perfect topic for this radio station. It's Dummy Day! Oh. Let's get bluffing on this. Okay, let's go to a mobile in Fort Pierce. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing, man? Pretty good, sir. Julio driving down from Gatorland. Can you believe that? All right. Not, not by choice, either. Work. Huh? Uh, not by choice either. It was a work uh, business situation. Talk about Yahoo, man. Gainesville? Yeah. God Almighty. Yeah, what's all? I mean, I can understand the kids who are forced to go to school there, and maybe they might learn something or not, but all this gator stuff, unless you're going to school there, why does anybody care about the damn gators? Neil, every house. And Steve Spurrier, man, if you look up Redneck, he, he's got Bobby Bowden beat by a mile. Maybe not Terry Bowden. He is a Yahoo. Every house you drive by, every car, everything, there's a gator something on him. Yeah. A flag, a sticker. But like I mean, this last guy just said, he made a good point. What else are they going to do up there in uh, Bumfork, USA? What are they going to do up there? I tried going last night, going out, getting some, you know, find some place where I see some half-decent-looking people. Yeah. Not a, not a chance in hell, man. Not, I mean, forget. I All those inbreeds, yeah. Huh? All those inbreeds that they shipped yeah. in from Nashville, no doubt. Uh, the the hot spot, the karaoke bar downtown. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I'm telling you, man, it's, it's uh, really crazy. Anyway, last week when I was driving down, you were talking about those new, uh, Ad campaigns that they have with a God sign God. Yeah. I don't know if they called you or not. Uh, there was one uh, on the turnpike around West Palm. It's a black background with white lettering. It says, uh, love the wedding, invite me to the marriage. And then on the right-hand uh, bottom of the sign, it says God. Can you believe that? Neil, God! Yeah, not great. Anyway, uh, I'm God damn. smoking on a big, big, fat one right now, so uh, let me keep my hands on the steering wheel. Okay, have a great time, pal. All right, bye. Okay, trace the call. We have an open line. Well, I got a big, uh, not, actually, it's not a big fat one. I got a small brown one here. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, the, that's the rumor we heard about Sammy, that uh, he's not getting all that attention because he's got a small brown one. 
Open line and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, AT&T wireless line. Would it be something if we found out that uh, Big Mac has got a small brown one? That would be uh, pretty interesting. Or maybe if uh, Bubba's got a small brown one. Maybe that's what Monica was putting in her, uh, a small brown one. Anyway, there seem to be... QAM, the Neil Rogers Show. Fort Lauderdale. I am not trying to seduce you. Millions have... That's right. Listen to one of our successful graduates. For Kim, I shalom, malache, hashalom. At Earl Streitz's, we'll convert anyone into a Jew. Malakem hakadosh baruchu. Translated means, sorry, I must have left my wallet at home. Mimelech melache hamalachim hakadosh. Translated means, stewardess, did you make sure to give me a kosher meal? Mimelech mahalache hamalachim hakadosh baruch. Translated, yes, Rabbi, the check is in the mail. Yes, you too can convert into a Jew for just $99.95 at Earl Streitz's. Act now and get a free yardside candle for just $10. Earl Streitz's will convert any goy for just $99.95 or more if we can. How the hell am I supposed to read backwards for Christ's sake? Oy. Exactly, for Christ's sakes. So anyway, speaking of kosher meals, you know something? I think that uh, with all the money that I spend on airfare, I'm a schmuck. I am absolutely a schmuck. And people have been telling me that for years, you know, when you, uh, you know, if you would call in ahead of time, just call the airline and tell them you want a special meal. Because the food on airlines, worse than the food at the Miami Arena, and that's saying a lot. I mean, the absolute worst in the history. Now, American Airlines, not too bad. Edible. Not great, but at least edible. But most of the rest of them, they suck. Except Alitalia. So what, what do they serve you in a kosher meal? What would you think that they would serve you? Like a cheeseburger? Uh, brisket. How about a cheeseburger? <laughs> oh, that wouldn't work? <laughs> it won't be filet of sea wolf, I'll tell you that. Oh, some of the stuff that they serve on those European airlines like Martinair and some of those other... Oh, my God. Well, your choice is between filet of sea wolf or poached uh, Australian uh, cockerel. Yeah, cockerel. What, what the hell is that? I mean, they're, they're asking you to eat things that you don't even know what the hell they are. Cockerel. No, cockerel. So we'll find out from somebody who's ever ordered a kosher meal on a plane what they'll serve you. Maybe a couple of kosher wieners would be good. We have an open line in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Park. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. I went and looked at my seat on the Saturday. Yes. And, and though I, I do have great seat, I'm in section 117. I'm about 11 rows up, so I'm right behind the penalty box, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't care too much for the leg room. There, I, I think compared to the uh, arena in Miami, the the, uh, the leg room is, is very small. I have a really. I thought there was more leg room, is what they were telling and, me. And I, I don't said, know. I, I, I said, yeah, I think you're right. They have that little cup holder there. That's, uh, that's well, that's a, right. They have the cup holder in front of you for it, your beers it, and your sodas and all that other stuff you're going to buy. They hope. Right. So, so when somebody comes in and that's so a, a warning for everybody sitting in 117 row 11, please stay in your seat while they're having their period. Uh huh. Second of all, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I have to disagree with the with the uh, with the tailgating, and and I don't know why they associate tailgating with drinking. But uh, yeah, you know, I spend. There's actually a couple of things. Yeah, uh, but you don't tailgate before a hockey game. I mean, nobody ever no, heard of no, that. No, that, that, that I don't mind. That. that I don't mind. But it's the fact that the, the way they put it in the paper that the cops are going to enforce this law. Yeah. So so that's just going to be another reason for a sunrise cop to stop you and hassle you. 
And for that purpose, I don't think it's it's right. Not that you should go there because they're right. There is no place that they will get a, at the at the hockey game. And another thing is that it's the restaurant on that club level. Now this year, Stanley, I spend, Stanley's. Yeah, I spent ten thousand dollars on four tickets to sit in, in a lower bowl there. Mm-hmm. And and it, I think you know they should have that restaurant in a place where everybody can make a reservation, go in there and eat. Yeah, they now, said Stanley's is open to suite holders and club seat holders only. Exactly. Now, you know, I, I, don't, I know that, that hot dogs are not cheap and pizzas is not cheap in there, but to go in there and, and not being able to do that, I, I don't think that's, that's you know, I and know and that... Not, and not only that, but we know the team is going to be so bad this year, I think a lot of people are going to want to go in the, in the first period, get their cell phone, call upstairs, make a reservation, say I'll be up in about a half an hour and sit down and have a nice meal, and then by the time we come back, it'll be just about over. Time to no, leave. I, I do like to, you know, I'm a big, big hockey freak, so I, I do like to get down there early and maybe if, eat in that restaurant and go and go below and watch the game. Right. But I, I really think that they should do something about yeah, that. Yeah, when you're I don't spending know. that kind of money, they should give you like a special pass to go up there and uh, you can eat whatever you want. Exactly. Well, that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. And by the way, I love your, your, your show at night. It's really nice. Thank God. Have a great day. Thank you. You okay. too. Okay, here's the latest poll. Should he be censored uh, 64% improperly? Uh, uh, but the same thing. Every day it's the same thing. The polls aren't changing. That's why they want that taped testimony before the grand jury. The Republicans, not that this is a political thing, you understand, not that it's partisan by any stretch of the imagination, but they want that videotape out to the public so they can see him getting red in the puss and all embarrassed and psychotic and getting up and walking out and slamming the door and saying, you douchebag, you scumbag. I think they got it backward. I think Ken Starr is the scumbag, if you ask me. I think you got it backward, Ma. Here's a, a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Um, Neil, I just want to share something with you. Uh, George Bush uh, deceived the public before he even was president. His slogan was, say no to drugs. But in the meantime, it is... Okay, great. I think the... Uh, <laughs> just hit the fan. <laughs> we just had a potty mouth old lady on the phone. Let's hear it. Oh! All right. She said, what do you think of that? Is what she said. Jerry Mahoney and Knuckle T. Smith. Knucklehead. Well, it says Knuckle T. Smith here. I'm just reading from the facts, okay? I'm sorry, I don't remember Knuckleheads. I talk to a lot of Knuckleheads every day, but I just don't remember that Knucklehead. God, we got some people older than me out there, which is really scary, isn't it? And then somebody called in and was talking about Senior Wences, and I have he didn't have any uh, puppets. He had the uh, thing on his uh, hand, and they had the uh, thing in the box. It's all right, it's all right. He was great. Senior Wences was the best. He was fantastic. But he didn't have no uh, marionettes. He didn't have no puppets. He may have had a puppet in his pants, but that's his business. Oh, he's dead? We have an open line in Dave, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Tailgate parties, kosher meals on airplanes. The president, El Presidente, is going to have a press conference today in which they're going to ask him a lot of embarrassing questions. I'd like to see him just get all red in the puss and go out there and take Sam Donaldson and beat the snot out of him right there. He'd have a standing ovation. Just rip that stupid wig right off his head. You know, mobile one cellular QAM. Oh, God, Neil. That's right. You know, I never thought, this never uh, crossed my mind before, but who invented that wicked weed that everybody in this country's all bent out of shape about? Satan. And, uh, did he? Oh, say, I thought the Lord made that weed. Nah, the Lord invented everything that grows in the ground. Huh? Well, weed been corrupted Weed by rhymes him. with seed. Forget about Satan, okay? He's busy worrying about other stuff. He's busy in Monica's crotch. You don't have time for no wicked weed. Maybe if he maybe if he took a couple of hits, he might uh, be in a better mood. The Lord made that wicked weed, and it grows out of the ground, and the government says, you're going right to the who's God, baby, because this is America, and we uh, don't want any of this uh, crap. 
even though most of the stuff that you buy in a supermarket is going to kill you sooner or later and probably sooner. But we're here to protect you. Right. Does anybody in their right mind believe that? No. Except those goody two-shoes who are saying, oh, my president lied to me. These emotional cripples who only wish that they could get a little bit on the side or on their back or on their uh, knees or whatever. We have an open line in Dave, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't let me forget to read uh, from the advocate this editorial before the show is out. Leave it to us fags to come up with the conclusive, it makes a lot of sense editorial about this whole Monica Gate business. Leave it to a fag publication like the uh, uh, Advocate, which isn't one of those goody two-shoes like all these newspapers like the Philadelphia Inquirer and all these other papers around in country saying, oh, you must resign, Mr. President, because you're a disgrace and you've embarrassed us because you're horny. Right. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Miami Beach. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi there. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. I believe the name of the dummy you're looking for was Velville. What is it? Velville. Velville? Velville. Farful. Not Farful. Velville. Velville? Yeah. That was the name of the dummy. I believe. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, thank you. Right. Happy uh, New Year. Okay. Voss? Two open lines in date. 5670560 and pound 560. What do you say? Velville? Well, he must be related to Lenny, uh, uh, what's his name, Martez. Huh? Lelou? Yeah, he said that, in that wait, wait a minute, where's that spot? He says that right in there, in that uh, budget rent car spot. He said it a, a couple of times. Whatever you're driving, the budget has a vehicle for you. Yeah, Lelou. Business trip? See, I told you, he said it. Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, if they release that videotape uh, of Clinton, we'll get to see that chair that uh, that Rather was talking about, that he was sitting in. Yeah, are you sure you were sitting on a chair? That's what he said. That is pretty staggering. You know, I almost fell off of mine when he said that. The president hey. will be sitting in a chair in the middle of the room as opposed to over in a corner with his thumb in his mouth like little Jack O'Horner. Hey, the uh, William Jefferson Clinton li presidential library. Yeah. What do you think will be going on in the bathroom in that joint? Uh-huh. A lot of glory holes, I guarantee you that. And uh, lastly, Sosa. Uh, I'm a big Cub fan. I was born in Chicago. A huge Sammy Sosa fan. Yes. But when you say he's a black Dominican, it's a little redundant. Thank you. Well, in other words, there are no white Dominicans? He's gone. He hung up too fast. Alex Rodriguez is Dominican. He's almost white. He's very light-complected. Are all people from La Republica Dominicana black? Uh-huh. Oh, come on. Somewhere down there, there must be somebody who's been born there. I mean, if you're born somewhere, that means that that's your nationality. There must be one white guy in the Dominican Republic, isn't there? No. One. Come on. There's bound to be. There's got to be. There's a few white Cubans. A couple. One or two. Like, not, uh, not El, Duque, like El Duque and Levon Hernandez. Aren't they white? No. Oh. No, seriously. How come there's no white Cubans left? I know they all got out. I know that's the line you always give me. They all got out. They did. Yeah. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile in Pembroke Pines, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, finally getting around to answering your question from Monday. Okay, it's only had a Wednesday. <laughs> well, you know, it's been a busy week. I had a sports-intensive weekend. Checked my seats at the arena on Saturday. Incredible place. Really looking forward to going to games there. Were you uh, shocked at just how amazing it is? Because I know I was. It's the, the place is it's beautiful. It, it, it's beautiful, and um, I have first row upper bowl seats, and it's kind of great because I can look down 10 feet and see the poor bastards who paid twice as much for their seats as I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, there, there, um, there, there are no bad views. I mean, I, when the first time, the first two times I went in there when it was far from being finished, 
And you come, I'm one of those people who's not that crazy about heights, especially when there's like no, uh, there's, there's no railings and you're just like staggering around waiting to fall and break your neck. Uh, I really didn't have a real good fix on what the view was going to be from way up there in the, what used to be called nosebleeds. But I'll, I'll tell you, the, there is not a bad view. You can go way up in the upper deck, the upper bowl, and there's uh, no bad view. I went to the very last row just to see what it was like from up there, and, right. and it's, it's perfect. Uh, there, right, there are no bad views, and I was a little concerned that uh, the mezzanine is far further from the ice than at the old arena, but right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Still great. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these bozos over here have been over there to see it, but the QAM box, you know, we got a suite over there. And right. I, the QAM box is just unbelievable. It's breathtaking. Well, they had those all, those all locked on Saturday, so our schleppers couldn't go in and look around. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so then if you look Maybe ours up, was locked because Greg never got that check in the mail. That might be it. <laughs> or maybe that was the door I was Or maybe they just in. forgot to sign it. <laughs> so if you're a Panther season ticket holder, you can get Dolphins tickets up in the nosebleeds for like half price. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if I'll be renewing those next year. Let's see. In the first preseason game, the, the jerks in my row decided to get into a fist fight with the guy in the row in front of them who just happened to turn out to be a cop. That was, you know, a multitude of beers later. Uh -huh. During the Green Bay game, there were some cheese heads there, so they had to riot over that, and guys were literally flying down the stairs. And then Sunday, you know, you get there early, you do the tailgate thing. You know, you get there at 11 o'clock. The beer is flowing fast and furious. Right. And they're drunk by the time they get into the game. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. Now, and this guy before that says tailgating is not about drinking. This guy's full of crap. If they now, took all the booze out of tailgating, there'd be like three people there with their little grills. It would be you could roll bowling balls through there right. and not hit anyone. Mm -hmm. And God forbid the people in section four twenty five should talk about football during a football yeah, game. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Well, same with the hockey man. If I can find anybody who talks about hockey around us uh, this year, it'll be a real uh, breath of fresh air as opposed to as opposed to the other joint. Well, if I renew the tickets next year, they're, they're not going to be there. I mean, I'm going to get some real seats. Okay, pal. <laughs> Take care. There. See you at the tailgate party. Not. Open line in Broward and two in Dade, 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know, the, the interesting thing about going to a sporting event is that, especially here, because you don't have that many real sports fans, who, number one, understand it, and number two, care about it really all that much unless there's a lot of winning going on and they can jump on a bandwagon. And so one of the things that people just, well, two things. If somebody gets at a hockey game, somebody gets head, hit by a puck in the head. You know, puck goes up in a stand, somebody gets hit, and they're bleeding, and they have to carry them off, or they're lying there for a long time. Everybody is looking. I mean, I'm not just talking about the people in the immediate area, which you can understand that. There's blood on their seat, on their puss, whatever. But, I mean, like, all over the arena, they're all, like, looking and gawking. It's that rubbernecking thing again. They're very excited about that. And besides the fights in, on the ice, which there's a uh, disproportionate amount of interest in that here because they don't understand the game that well. So if there's a fight out there, they think that's really what they came to see. But the fights in the stands at a football game, any kind of a sporting event, you almost never see that at a baseball game. I don't think I've ever seen a fight in the stands at a baseball game. <coughs> Maybe they're not tailgating enough. But at a football or a hockey game, man, fights in the stands, uh, especially football. And there's no, you put all the other sports put together, there's nothing that even compares, nothing close in this country. I mean, soccer matches abroad, they're killing each other. But here at a football game, a football game without a few good brawls in the stands to these people is nothing. And who the hell wants to see that? And it's always over something really good, too. Yeah, like the day that Fat Rich uh, knocked that guy's beer over uh, in our row. Who and I have no idea who that he guy was. beer over? He knocked a beer over with his big fat foot. And then he went and he bought with his own money. brought the, you know, I'm sorry, excuse me, it was an accident. He brought the guy another beer to replace it. And he still was pissed off and ready for a, uh, a contretemps.
And luckily, Rich says, uh, you know, you don't want uh, this man to be talking about you on the radio on Monday. And the guy says, oh, who's that? He said, Neil Rogers. Oh, I listen to Neil. How you doing? You know, all of a sudden his whole altitude changed. But he's ready to get into a big song to dance because uh, Rich, like a lot of us fat people, or like even skinny people, is a klutz. He knocked the And don't stick the beer out there in the damn aisle anyway. Stick it either way under the chair or... Stick it out Right. Get it the hell out of our way so we don't say... In fact, I think some of these assholes, some of these rednecks, they stick it out there in the aisle. They, they kind of push it with their foot right out there in the aisle just as you're coming by, just to make sure that you'll uh, knock it over so they have an excuse to start a brawl. Does that word redneck ever come to mind when you think about football? Uh-huh. Okay, just something I'm thinking about. Here's Port St. Lucie. Hello. Port St. Lucie. How can we have nobody on the phone? They're 16 minutes and 39 seconds later on our dime and they're gone. Oh, you know who it must have been, though, don't you? We have an open line in Dayton 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We've only got one listener in Port St. Lucie, and that's your good friend Greg. Formerly of Boynton Beach. Must have been him. Too bad. Too bad we uh, <laughs> we lost our connection with our good buddy. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uh, hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Did you go to the game last... Did I what? What is it? Did you go to the game last Sunday? What game was that? The Miami Dolphins. I did not go to the Dolphins games. No, I did well, not. Well, you see, you missed it because they had the invocation out there and they were asking for your help to watch over the players. I know you got there late or something. They had vindication? Well, no, Sean Wooden's out for the year. First play of the game. God yeah. was late. I don't know what happened. I thought they, uh, I thought maybe you couldn't find your uh, parking place. I, I haven't been there in three years. I don't go to the Dolphin games anymore. Well, you see, every I have free week tickets, have... which I've given away to a friend of mine. I don't go to the Dolphin tickets uh, games anymore because uh, who needs to see a bunch of drunks and who needs to see that boring excuse for football? Yeah, but see, they're doing that invocation thing. They're asking for guidance. They want the protection for the players. They don't yeah. want them Okay, thank a... you. Okay. So Sean Wooden broke his uh, thing, his clavicle. We have an open line in uh, day five, six, seven. I'm not going to no more football games. I'm not. It's just a, a very unpleasant experience. I watch plenty of football on TV, lots. Enough that it would stagger your imagination. Oh, but you hate football. I don't hate football. I enjoy football if it's a good game, which the Dolphin game was not. And I don't care how many assholes get on here on this station and try to make a song and a dance about their scintillating running game and about it was garbage. It was crap. I kept flipping back and forth to see if there was anything of substance going on. And uh, at one point, like late in the first half, uh, Buffalo had six first downs. The offense had one. And the same old tired crap. I mean, three and out, three and out. So they finally drive down the uh, field, get one touchdown. Why? This is the same old crap I watched for a 100 years. To think that I would waste even the gas money in the turnpike toll to go through there and watch that garbage, even with free tickets, I'd have to be out of my mind. I'd rather stay home and pick uh, boogers out of my nose for uh, two or three hours. I'd rather stay home and uh, cook my dog's toenails, uh, anything uh, constructive, than go out there with a bunch of drunks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to have a good time in the old ballpark. Come on, you got to be drunk. Yeah. And I'm not saying that at, at baseball games people aren't swilling down the beers. It's just, I think, maybe a different class of people who can handle their booze a little bit better. Yeah, especially at Wrigley Field. Boy, those uh, two or three years that we went to the Cubs games at Wrigley Field, did you ever wind up going to the game? One? One, and then they stuck me in a cab. And said, get out of here. You just had your uh, your deal of a lifetime. But, uh, man, they are swilling down the beers there like crazy. I mean, uh, five, like handfuls at a time. They're bringing them back to their seats. Hey, come on. Hit Andre. Come on. Hit one, Andre. All right. Let's go. Take me out to the boat. You know, look what it did to Harry. Won't see him no more. Won't see Harry no more. All of the, I think he was really 112 years old is what they finally determined. 26 after 11. Thank God for Pompano Park.
quickly got all kinds of simulcasting today, starting at noon today. Miami High Life simulcasting at noon. DQAM. I dropped my weed. Wouldn't it be great if you could quit your job because your wife worked and made a whole bunch of money? <sighs> and wouldn't it be great if you could sit around all day watching TV and drinking beer? And wouldn't it be great when someone comes to the door, you could just ignore them to have another beer? And wouldn't it be great when your cigarette starts the house on fire? You don't care because you're sound asleep in a stupor. Wouldn't it be great? Why daydream about the good life when you could do something about it? Just drink a bunch of beer. A message from the American Beer Council. 17 till noon at 560 WQM. Uh, okay, the puppeteer behind Farfel was Danny O'Day. Who the hell was Danny O'Day? Remember Dennis Day? Remember Doris Day? Anybody remember Danny O'Day? No. That's what it says. He was the puppeteer behind Farfel the dog. I have my doubts. We'll find out. Any other puppet people out there? And here's a very uh, interesting fact about Thomas Jefferson, since we all have, have all this sexual scandal. And we have people out there in the hinterland. Oh, he lied to me about his sex life. Thomas Jefferson's love life began at 19 when he fell for a 16-year-old virgin, yet he bungled his romantic chances by not making his intentions clearly known she married someone else instead. In 1768, while his friend John Walker was away for the summer, Jefferson made sexual advances on Walker's wife. Oi! Betsy confessed her illicit relationship 20 years later. The event stayed dormant in the public arena until erupting as a huge scandal in 1802 while Jefferson was El Presidente. Only the intervention of close friends kept it from escalating to a death duel 34 years after the fact. Back in 1772, Jefferson married another friend's widow, Martha. Historians speculate that she had lived longer. Than, uh, longer. She died giving birth in 1782. Jefferson could have been too, uh, what does it say? Could have been too content to leave his agrarian paradise in Monticello for national politics. Her death left him in a suicidal funk, and he vowed never to marry again. In 1784, he moved to Paris as minister to France and was introduced to a Renaissance view of romance. At 43, he met a 27-year-old artiste, Maria Cogway, whose unhappy marriage primed the pump for a uh, heady attraction. Primed the pump. They spent four delicious months together in Paris until she broke it off, probably from religious guilt. She broke it off? Who put it back on? Moral scandal erupted in 1802 when a southern reporter impaled President Jefferson for keeping one of his slaves as his concubine, Sally Hemings was the beautiful mulatto daughter of his former father-in-law, one of his slaves. Sally had accompanied Jefferson's daughter to Paris back in 1784 and had remained in a place of prominence in Jefferson's life for the next 39 years till after his life. Dad, death. Is, uh, life and death. Mildly amusing. Interesting. We have an open line in uh, Broward, and all of date has uh, vanished. We actually were doing a facsimile of a show here for almost two hours today, and now they've decided, okay, enough. Enough with the puppets. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to chat you back to the kosher meal question. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Um, now, years ago, um, kosher meals were better because they uh... first class. You can tell how many special meals they've got because you hear the stewardess is talking about it, and there's only usually like two or three on the whole plane. Uh, well, no. During the um, you know the tourist season. Do you think that'll help? We have an open line in Broward. All of day, Dade County has just made an exit. Nice knowing you guys. Have a great day. Hope oh, they're headed over to the arena now for the tailgate <laughs> for the opening game, which is like only a month away. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. What's up, man? Not much. Hey, um, you know you're right about uh, 
you know, this thing with Clinton. So it's such BS. But uh, number one, you mentioned to me about uh, you've never seen fights in baseball games before uh, in New York all the time. Shea and Yankee. Mm-hmm. And I've sat in the bleachers of Wrigley Field, and I'll tell you, man, you see some big fights there. Really? But uh, see, the thing with Clinton that bothers me is that someone from a different state that I didn't vote for, that I have no say in, is going to go ahead and make a decision that I'm against. And I got, I got a problem with that. Because I think Clinton's doing a good job, and this stuff is really private. Yeah. It's between him and his family, his wife, his daughter. Uh, well, that's why they're so desperate now with this uh, to release this tape testimony okay, exactly, for the grand jury. Because exactly. they're, they're hoping, see, they're desperate. The Republicans really counted on last Friday as being the turning point and yeah. figured that, that all that gross detail but and the all people, that explosive, that the American public just would be screaming and yelling, want him. and it didn't work. But they and still want him. I know, but now they figure that this is their last chance. See, they they uh, figure, what gets me is, why did that stuff have to be in there? Yeah. Why did they it, have it to didn't. mention? It did not. Why, they, that, that's, that's the whole thing. They didn't have to mention they all that 2,500 other pages. Why? That's where it belonged. Not in, not in a report why that was going to be put on the Internet for people to see all over the world why did about Whitewater her sticking a cigar in her, uh, et cetera. Exactly. Why, does, why, why did Whitewater have to be mentioned? Why did, uh, you know, the certain things about what he did have to be mentioned? See, the, the thing I, don't under, I, I now understand is that he will be impeached because they don't want him there. I don't think he's. I don't think. I think. I gonna, hope he's I not. think that there are going to be hearings in the House. I don't think there's any question about that. But I don't think they'll actually. Uh, are, uh, I don't think they're really going to begin. Oh, I, I hope uh, not. Hearings. I, oh, I totally hope not. But it's just. I, it's amazing what this country has come down to. You know, it's just. It's. It's amazing, and it's going to happen here too. If, and it's sad because Buddy McKay is not going to be elected. No, no governor. chance. He's got no chance. And, None. and, and things Zero. are going to be. Things are going to happen to the school boards. In this state, yeah. Jeb Bush is, is elected. Yeah, but at least everybody will have a free Bible anyway. Yeah, oh, by the way, something about the Panthers. I went to a game a few years ago. Someone gave me tickets for the lower bowl. I couldn't hear half the game because there were women behind me talking about meaningless stuff. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about hockey. I mean, they look like they could hey, listen, we, we had one uh, lady in our road list last season used to bring a book to the game every week. See, and this is the season after they went to the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm hoping that since this is not near Miami and it's not trendy... In uh, near Sawgrass, okay, that it won't be like that. Am I wrong? Well, I, that? I have no idea. I'm yeah, I, I, I'm I, I think I think you're wrong because most of the people that came to the games are from Broward and Palm Beach. That's there true. Wasn't many that, that's County people coming to the, the game. fan base is is Broward and Palm Beach. You know, and so yeah, actually, well, listen, bring a good book. Hey, thanks, man. I'll see you there. Monica Gate. Don't let me forget to read this. Okay, when it gets real slow again in about ten minutes. We have an open line in Broward. Well, you know, they're here. They're gone. I mean, uh, you know the way it goes. Wait till next week. They'll be they'll be smoking these phones when little George is on here. That's right. Wait till I have my min pin come on and do the show one week. These phones are going to be smoking off the hook. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Good day. Yes, sir. Good day. I just got in my car, and I, I heard a uh, saw the end of your topic, airline food. I was wondering if you uh, read about the case that uh, apparently there's a very small percentage of the population that's allergic to peanuts. Right. I didn't see the story. I saw the headline, right? Yeah. So now what happens violent is reactions and just about quote yeah. from it? If you call up a day in advance and say, hey, I'm allergic to peanuts, they cannot serve peanuts on that flight. Really? Yeah, they've got to serve raisins. But the, the bigger They're question They're going to serve raisins? <laughs> raisins would be the alternate. The bigger question is that, that Southwest tried to, to, to bring to the court was, well... Where does it end? 
I mean, what if someone's allergic to to whatever? Yeah. I mean, you can literally go on forever. So. Oh yeah, there are people allergic to seafood. There are people allergic to almost uh, anything you could name. Of course. So, people uh, allergic to chocolates. Absolutely. So I didn't, uh, like I said, I didn't catch most of what you were discussing. I did hear. Uh, airline food, well, I'm just I'm just trying to get some ideas as to what uh, any of these special meals that might be an improvement over the usual crap that they serve you because most of the airlines are just garbage. I fly regularly, and there's virtually no difference in the quality of food between a kosher or what would be described as a special meal than, yeah. than what is served normally. I think I'm going to pack me a couple of sandwiches. Yeah, that's your best idea. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Yeah, American actually doesn't do that bad of a job. I don't fly American that much, although I think I might start a lot more because they give you great service, good planes, good food, great female captain air, flew us up to Toronto. Nice going, sweetheart. Eh? You know, some people don't give a crap, you know, because the traveling public, you don't have that many choices, and especially down here, no matter where you're going, oh, you can't get there from here. you got to make 17 different stops, and there's only one airline that ever goes there like once about every two, three weeks when it's convenient for them. Here's uh, Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, uh, born again, circumcised gringo calling. Uh-huh. I've got to ask you a question, Neil. You're born again? Yes, sir. Are you agnostic? Oh, God. <laughs> Am I what? I find your show very humorous, though. It's a little sacrilegious for me to be listening, in, but I Why's do that? enjoy your show. Why is that? Uh, no, I'm not agnostic. I'm an atheist. Okay, I just wanted to know. Well, because you know, because of the language sense. and stuff, but that's okay. I Lang language of what? Uh, GD, blah, blah, blah. Goddamn? Yeah, oh. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a true Christian, you don't like to hear it, but I find you, well, because you're, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. Oh, no, no wait a minute. Don't, don't you, when, now listen to what you just said. Doesn't okay. that sound kind of silly? Go ahead. Really? That doesn't that, when you, when you let those words that you just spoke hit you back in the face, doesn't, doesn't that sound kind of silly? That childish, I think, is the word I'm looking for? Well, no, I think it's childish to, to have to speak like that. What, what do you mean? That I don't have to. I just speak like this because this is the way normal people speak. Uh, well, uh, I, don't, I don't know anybody who says, uh, what a goddamn bunch of crap that was. Hey. I, I, I just don't know people who don't speak. I'm not one of those people who puts on an act for the public and who uh, does, does all this other phony baloney stuff. I don't see any need for that. No, why I can't we just go? Why can't people in the media just go on the air and speak like real people? I what a breath of fresh air that would be. Hey, listen, before I was born again or whatever, I mean, I cussed like a sailor. Yeah. I mean, uh, big time, and that's where I grew up. I played football. Well, what, is, what does being born again have to do with the way you, with what words you use? Because when you become born again, Neil, you don't want to start speaking like that. And actually, it's really, it, it's a turnoff for me. When, yeah. I, when I hear it, it's like, oh, jeez, Louise. But, I mean, Je whatever. Wait, I'm not wait, saying don't do say, it. What did you just say, jeez? Jeez, As Louise. in, oh, Jesus? Oh, <laughs> No, I'm not Jesus saying... Christ, did you say that? No, Neil. What did I'm you saying... hear what this guy said? He said, Jesus Christ, don't say that again. No, Neil, I God didn't damn say it. that. I yeah, you that. did. You said you started G's Louise. Now, is that G's with a G or G's with a J? Uh-huh. Gotcha. But, Neil, I'm listening to you, so what's the matter? I'm not calling up to say don't say it. I understand. We're just having a little discussion here. I'm just trying to figure you out. Exactly. Well, Everybody's always trying to figure me out, and I'm trying to figure you out. There you go. Well, being an, being an atheist, then, Neil, you really, truly... I haven't, I haven't got any idea. Okay. Well... And you, you don't believe any, uh, any of that stuff about the Bible? Or oh, the, Bible is, the Bible is ridiculous. It's silly crap written by a bunch of barbaric, primitive, uh, idiotic, dumb people, by men. Neil, it was a book written by men for men and uh, by b primitive people. Neil, I, I love your show, but you got to remember, gay, overweight, and being an atheist is no way to go through life. Oh, really? Oh, here we go. Here's a good Christian. Let me just get my Bible out. 
Here's a good Christian who's taking shots at me that I'm overweight. That makes me better. Are there any, are there any overweight Christians? Oh, there's a ton of them. Well, why is that? It, it, are there any gay Christians? Probably a million. So, so what are you talking about? You're, ta- you're, telling me how, you're telling me how I should go through life? No, Neil, see, I was trying see, to that's be... The, that no, was serious. my attempt at humor. That's the difference between... No, I don't think so. I think that that's the difference between so-called born-again people and the rest of us who are like uh, live-and-let-live kind of people. I don't care how you go through life. My philosophy in life is do no harm. That's it. Do I, no I believe, harm. I, I believe kind of like they too. say in and basketball, no harm, show, no foul. Show, uh, that's all I'm saying. Well, and I was you. just trying to be funny, and it wasn't funny, so... Hey. God bless you. All right, Neil. And have a great day. Have a good day. And happy uh, Rosh Hashanah. You too. Okay. (laughs) There's another born-again guy with a bad sense of humor. He was a lot funnier, I guarantee, before he became born again, goddammit. Yeah, I got my Bible out here. What did I drop on the floor? Oh, better not have been something from uh, from your prayer book here that your crazy accountant David gave you. He didn't give you that. Who gave this to you? No comment. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? Who gave it to you? Some Jew that we're not supposed to know about? Oh, okay. Okay. Are you listening, Crystal? Some Jew that we're not supposed to know about gave George a prayer book. And I hope that he read it after whatever they did. It's 1157 at 560 WQAM. When you're looking at... QAM. The Neil Rogers Were you fudge packing? Man, I mean real garbage. But uh, there's there's no hope. Unless you want to go fly Alitalia, they give you great food. I'm sure that most of the major European airlines, you know, the real hotsy-totsy ones, they give you good food. Two open lines in uh, Dade County. How about that City Bird airline? Anybody fly? We had a few calls on that back when they were sponsored briefly because I talked about them. Remember that City tur- Bird that flies everything through Brussels? See, that's the only thing about them. They fly at such uh, inconvenient times, and they get there, and wherever you have to wind up going from there by train or by plane, you get there and waste the whole day. But supposedly, it's a very good airline, and allegedly, they give you pretty decent food. We'll find out. Five, six, seven. He's from, uh, yeah, from Congress. He's got his hair down just like Hitler. All he needs is a little mustache. Here's a mobile in Key Largo. Hello. Mobile in Key Largo. Hey. Yes, sir. First-time caller, Craig. Craig. Yep. You say uh, fighting in the grandstands. You don't see any of that in the Winston Cup stands. Yeah. And they do a lot of drinking. Uh-huh. Well, they're too busy. Their heads keep bobbing around, round and round. Their heads are like like Linda Blair spinning around. Okay, thanks a lot, Craig. We have an open line in Dade. He's a good old boy. And one in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty. Maybe it's not rednecks that are fighting at the ball games. Maybe it's New Yorkers. Ah, what a concept, because the guy that called before was talking about the Mets and the Yankee games, which I can imagine. There's a lot of hatred there. I know that they have interleague play and they play each other. There's like all kinds of contretemps going up there in the stands because they're New Yorkers, and they got an attitude, baby. They're hostile and pissed off. So maybe I'm blaming the good old boys. And, of course, up north, you go up north like to uh, East Lansing or to Ann Arbor, Michigan. There's no rednecks up there, are there? <laughs> no way. All those good old boys from Owasso, Michigan, they're not rednecks, are they? Uh-huh. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, I don't understand uh, these Republicans, these right-wing Republicans up there and, and that are concerned about the morality of the country. When they're leaking all kinds of things about the president getting a little bit ahead mm-hmm. and putting it on the Internet. Right. And just, just putting it, now they want the tape to come out. I got, you know, I got, I got. It has nothing son, to do with, it has nothing to do with morality. It's strictly partisan politics. And of course, in the last 15, 20 years, the right-wing lunatics, they've decided to take over one of the major political parties and had a great success doing it. And so they, they hide everything that they do under the guise of morality and religion. And they're just a bunch of partisan political assholes hiding what they're doing well, with an agenda. 
this is they can't hide it anymore. People, any anybody with enough brains can see what these people are all about. Uh, you know, when you, when you start preaching morality, preaching morality, you spewing this stuff all over the TV, spewing it all over the internet, right? And all now over, you want all these over the world. Right. I mean, they, they, they shoot themselves in and the And, you know, foot. somebody made a good point yesterday, one of those legal experts on CNN, that is, if you go and testify or I go before a grand jury and testify, that testimony is, is secret. It's confidential. The idea that he put the testimony on tape and that now they should show the tape on uh, worldwide television so to embarrass and show that he had a red face and uh, got flustered and pissed off. Uh, the only purpose to do that, it's not going to illuminate anybody. All it's going to do is to another attempt to embarrass and humiliate and degrade him and force the public to have a lower attitude to him, which I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. and I think it's un-American. I think it's not patriotic to do this to the president. And it's just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It shows you what this party is all about. And I'm an independent, but I voted for Clinton, and I tell you what, I would never be a Republican. I used to think Republicans, but they're anti-immigrant, they're anti-worker. They're anti-human, they're anti-women, they're anti-any uh, minority you can think of. Uh, they're a bunch of elite snobs who now are hiding their whole agenda under the guise of being religious, righteous, goody two-shoes. Well, just look, about, look back at the, uh, the, when they had their convention, and look back at uh, when, when this guy from the Christian Coalition came out and uh, Colin Powell was speaking. Did you remember the hat that that guy had on? Oh yeah, it was a, it was a, a rebel flag for mm -hmm. God's sake. Right, a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> what Good does that rebel us, stand, flag stand for? Okay, get your passport. <laughs> See ya. Okay, we have two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. we got a one-party country and a very weak party at that, and then the other party are a bunch of religious nuts. That's about me. Although I will say this, it gave me, made me feel a lot better about life, watching that thing in the U.S. Senate yesterday, that debate about the uh, National Endowment for the Arts and allows the $100 million a year that Congress gives them now, which is half of what it used to be. And the same old tired right-wing arguments again about all these immoral plays that they're subsidizing and about uh, promoting homosexuality and all this twisted art, this which is really pornography. Here are the same assholes that just put this pornographic report on the Internet for the whole world to see. And not something that's art, but something that's a, uh, you know, a, a, an account of a real-life uh, sexual encounter and a bunch of them. That was okay. But if somebody does something in the name of art that they don't approve of, well, we don't want to be funding that. And after John Ashcroft, that Nazi from Missouri, got done with his pontificating since it was his amendment, and they turned it down 74 to 26 there in the U.S. Senate, oh. including many Republicans with an IQ larger than their toenail who voted against it. And I thought, boy, that's not even close. I mean, it was no contest, just one after another after another saying, hey, get lost, screw you. And who was it that made the most eloquent speech, by the way, on behalf of keeping the funding for the NEA? I'll give you 400 guesses, fat the Democrat from Massachusetts. Hmm? How many fat Democratic senators are there from Massachusetts? Not Teddy. Yes. Ted Kennedy. And let me say this to you, too, which will get the right-wingers out there really uh, be... Uh, look at that. Can Clinton be effective as president as of today? 58% say yes, 39% say no. So that's another piece of propaganda that these right-wing assholes and these media assholes... Oh, well, he's lost his effectiveness. He can't be a leader anymore. Does anybody believe that? No. Bunch of idiots. What was I starting to say about Ted? Oh, yeah. Here's the greatest, the most effective senator. In fact, uh, when Kennedy, well, they were doing that thing with the Irish group there at the White House uh, lawn a couple of nights ago... And Clinton made the comment, and he was absolutely correct. Here's a guy, when, he, when he's finished there in the Senate, whenever the hell that time comes, he will have accomplished more and done more good in that body. And, I, you know, I mean, if you're a right-winger, you're not going to agree, but that's too bad. 
than any other senator in the history of the country. Here's a guy. Did uh, how's that Mary Ellen uh, Mary Jo Kopechny doing? Huh? Anybody seen her lately? No. She died. She died. And how many? Uh, how much screwing around were they doing? Huh? Including the Gantz and the whole family, Bobby Kennedy, who I read, I read in one of those tabloids, he was doing, he was having affairs with women and with men. Oy. Bobby Kennedy, how do you like that? He was an equal opportunity scorer around her. Because the Kennedy family believes in non-discrimination, okay? In other words, if you're uh, ready, they'll uh, do anything. The Bible here, because that born-again guy got me all whipped up into a frenzy and all uh, ready for religion, not... I notice your Jewish accountant, David, inscribed this in the front. It says, on the occasion of being reborn a true Yid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> out of his mind? Is he out of his mind? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, we know that. Does he, does he really do that stuff? Does he do the thing with the tefillin? Uh, Every morning. Oh. Look, far be it for me to make fun of anybody else's religious uh, <laughs> practices. How can you respect a person like that? Well, I know why I do. Because he's your accountant? Because he's a damn good accountant, and he got well, me out for, of a big jail. separating that. How can you respect him as a thinking, functioning human being, knowing that he's participating in these idiotic, ancient, stupid rituals? That's crazier than speaking in tongues? Than that delusional uh, bunch of crap? I, no, I'm, not comparing that. I'm not saying that uh, crazier than wrestling with snakes and speaking in tongues. But uh, just and how about that self-flagellation thing that they do uh, with the Wailing the, Wall? The Catholics too. No, but the Jews do that too. The Orthodox, the the crazy. At the Wailing Wall, they go there and they like flagellate themselves, so to speak. Well, that's why they wear the tallest. It covers up a lot. But you know something I noticed? You don't have. Remember, I went a couple of weeks ago. I did that thing on the second page of Genesis to show how ridiculous and how this was written by primitive, stupid people who didn't understand the universe that they lived in, much less anything else. And God made two great lights: the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars, and the stars. Kind of like an afterthought. Well, the stars. I mean, you know, the moon and the stars. We wouldn't have had all those great songs if we didn't have the stars. So right there, it shows you the kind of intellect that the people, the uh, men, the ancient men who wrote this crap that they had. But you don't have to go that far. You don't even have to go to the very first word of chapter 1. Because above chapter 1 in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, it says section 1. Now, I'm going to spell for you how Bereshit is spelled. Okay, thank you, Chuck, for my great lunch. It is spelled B-R-E, those old Jews. Wherever they are, somewhere up there in heaven with the angels playing those harps. Anybody you better learn to play the harp before you go to heaven. All you goody two-shoe pies bastards out there, if you can't play the harp, you're not going to fit in in heaven. I don't want to harp on it. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Great. Hey, no more sacks for Clinton. He now plays the harmonica. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> hey, uh, you, know, you know what turned me off about Clinton is... Is when he wait, was, wait, 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 sir, I hate to interrupt you. Uh -huh. You are not going to believe. I just looked at my lunch. I just opened up the little sack, Il Sacco. <laughs> and there's a napkin on here. You are not going to believe what this says. See, are you gripping uh, your chair tight? Yeah. You better I'm squeeze, holding it. squeeze it real tight. It says, made by Nisi, dolphin tickets wanted. <laughs> Can you believe this? Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I'm speechless. Somebody wants your dolphin tickets, huh? I, I, I don't have any dolphin tickets. Like it's her business all of a sudden. That f***ing bitch. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, what turned me off about him was 
he went to that uh, religious uh, breakfast and he started uh, talking in everybody's uh, religion. Like he, when he was talking about the Jews, he put on those gold, uh, you know, trim glasses and he he was looking like a Jew, you know, talking. I mean, the guy's an actor, man. I mean, yeah. Well, that's what you got to be. Who the hell? Are, I mean, we had a professional actor in there for eight years. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember what the hell his name was. <laughs> no, this guy's good at it. He put on a, a stunning performance. Did you see it? That was, I was there. like, man, this guy's uh, really kicking some ass. You just right? wait. When the Oscars come up, forget about all his other glam. This guy's going to be number one. He's going to win four Oscars for that. Have yeah. a great day, amigo. You too, buddy. Okay. We have an open line. And boy, can, you, can you believe that? You must have already peaked. Did you already see that napkin? Did she Did she write that or did you write that? You wrote yeah, that. Yeah, that's my handwriting. Sure. It is. That looks like, doesn't that look like George's handwriting? Nisi wouldn't put that in there. I mean, what an arrogant thing to put in there. Like, here's your free lunch from Chuck, who owns the joint and loves you guys, and you've done all this to bring us a lot more business since our stuff is so great, which it is. But in the meantime, uh, Dolphin Tickets... Gee, this is a, um, a quick letter to uh, Senator Graham and Connie Mack, and I thought this hit it right, the, the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. I'm writing to urge to you... Uh, to urge you to do whatever you can to stop this disgusting public commentary and constant rehashing of Bill Clinton's private peccadillos. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly, peccadillos? What, yes, exactly. Undoubtedly, what the man did was reprehensible, but it was, in big words, private. And I feel his denial of an illicit affair was more than understandable. Now, was it reprehensible because he put the cigar in his mouth after she put it in her... Something like that. Yeah. It was human. You know, who among us, whether a private or public figure, would answer such a question as, quote... Are you having an affair with so-and-so? With a forthright, yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Mm -hmm. It is ludicrous to imagine any sane person, married right. or unmarried, right. doing something like that. Exactly. It is completely understandable and forgivable. Enough already. This matter is a private one. I don't care to know what went on between him and the other person. I think it's disgusting that the media thinks this falls in the category of the public's right to know. The true fact is that the media knows salaciousness sells. Gossip is gobbled up by the public because gossip is only titillating tidbits about some well-known person's private life, and nobody cares whether it is true or not. All this garbage about lying to the American people is pretty well, funny. Wait, wait a minute. What? If you would have been paying attention, George, he said he wrote this letter to oh. Senator Graham and Senator Connie Mack of baseball fame, that right-wing fascist pig from the West Coast, Connie <laughs> Mack. Rhymes with smack. Go ahead, sir. George yep. is nitpicking, like like all of a sudden he discovered you were reading, like he's, uh, you know, illuminating me. <laughs> Just let me eat my lunch and let this guy read. <laughs> Thank you. As ponderous as it is. Uh, all this garbage by lying to the American people is pretty funny coming from the mouths of media types and politicians. Both of these factions lie to the American people all the time. These people tell us what they think we want to hear. My life was progressing very nicely without knowing what Bill Clinton does below the waist. I don't want to know. All that concerns me about... Bill Clinton is what kind of a job he is doing in the post I elected him to. This concerns me. Is he effective? Yes, he is, in my opinion. Did he lie under oath about a completely private matter? Sure he did. And so would I. And I'll bet you would, too. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the American viewpoint is completely parochial and very, very insular coming from supposedly a great world power. You'll like this, Neil. The Europeans are having a blast laughing at us. They know and understand that one's sex life is private. <laughs> no matter how public your life is. When your private sex life begins to affect the competence with which you do your public job, then Europeans want to know about it, but not before. They don't expect private perfection from public officials. They only expect that he slash she do a good job in the elected post. You know foreigners who become American citizens are nonplussed when they see a question on the citizenship application like, quote, have you ever committed adultery? 
They laughed themselves silly. And incidentally, they freely confessed that in answering this question, they lied. Not because they're all adulterous, but at the naivety of even posing such a question at to the an what? adult. Naivety? Something like that. Mm-hmm. When I'm on this tirade, I can't tell you how despicable I perceive the actions of Ken Starr to be. That our government has wasted millions and millions of dollars on this investigation. And wasn't it supposed how to be about white water? How many more pages is this? How many more pages is this? No, no, it's almost done. No. It's almost as simple as this report. One of the government's jobs is to uplift the people while it defends and protects them. What can possibly be uplifting in filling boxes and boxes with details of a stupid uh. affair like this one? Uh-huh. Stupid is what it was. Stupid for the girl to throw herself at a man in public office. Mm-hmm. Stupid for the man in public office to mm-hmm. take advantage of the girl's stupidity. Mm-hmm. There is no way to defend what either of them did. Maybe married men would have less affairs if unmarried and sometimes married females would stop throwing themselves mm-hmm. at them. Every comment I've heard from coworkers, I have two jobs and run a small home-based business, associates and friends reflects all of the above. Uh-huh. I've yet to hear anyone say Clinton should be impeached. Mm-hmm. I speak to a lot of Democrats, too. How many more pages? Five more sentences, man. Okay. Let's put this tawdry matter behind us. Stop focusing on Hey, I'm eating, George. Mind your own business. Go ahead. Hmm? Prevail upon your colleagues in the government to forget and forgive. Ours is supposed to be a Christian-based government, and isn't one of the basic tenets of Christianity forgiveness? Let's show the goodness of the American people by getting beyond this, by refusing to concentrate on the evil and concentrating positively on the good. Uh-huh. Remember, we knew Bill Clinton had warts when we elected him twice. He has warts? Genital yeah. warts? Mm-hmm. And despite Jennifer Flowers and Paula Jones, we chose him because we realized his private life and public performance are two different things. Oh, oh there's more? One, please keep all of the above in mind whenever yeah. you hear the word impeachment. Oh, oh. Great. Right, Excellent. Take care, Neil. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping me through my... Okay, so it was long and ponderous and very, very terminal, but he said it the way he was right. It was terminal. And I apologize, but I'm eating my lunch here, okay? Christ Almighty, life is more than just entertaining the audience. We have an open line in Broward uh, where Shakespeare just hung up. And fine, you know, it was a good, that was a good letter. I mean, of course, he wrote it to Connie Mack and uh, Bob Graham. <laughs> yeah, there's another spineless wimp, Bob Graham. Although he at least voted to keep the funding for the National Endowment for the Arts. Nice going, Bobby. You spineless piece of crap. He's such a turd. The, uh, the idea that we have a good politician here in the state of Florida. Last good governor that the state had was Leroy Collins, and that was back in about uh, 100 years ago. There was a guy, an actual liberal governor of the state of Florida, Leroy Collins, baby, about 600 years ago when Joe Collins was playing first base for the Yankees. It's uh, 26 afternoon at 5. The QAM. Neil Rogers. God. On partisan crap really lasted a long time, didn't it? Lasted about, what, <laughs> five minutes? Oh, that's right. We want to be fair. We want to make sure that our response is measured. We study all of the evidence, and you bada beep, bada boop. But in the meantime, the Republicans want to release these uh, the videotape of his testimony to the grand jury because they want to show beyond a shadow of a doubt. Oh yeah, he perjured himself. He lied. He got red in the face. He was embarrassed. And here's all these growth. See, this is just more pornography. Because when they show you the videotape, you're also going to be hearing Ken Starr and the other attorneys asking these embarrassing questions about all the intimate sexual detail. So it didn't work in print. But maybe if they can put an audio and verbal uh, account of the same stuff on there, maybe that might get to the public. You think so? No. But that's what they're trying because they're so impartial and because they want a fair assessment of all of this information, not... Man, anybody, so, you know, no matter what you think, you may think he's the biggest pervert or you may be psychotic and think he ought to be impeached, whatever. 
But anybody who believes that this entire investigation and all of this, uh, the way it's being handled now, is nonpartisan and not just a political witch hunt, man, you're dreaming. You're in la-la land. And, and I, I'm, it's going to blow up in your faces, I'm telling you right now, because instead of giving it due time to at least put on the pretense of deliberating about this stuff and at least pretending to be fair, there is none of that. They're just salivating, foaming at the mouth because they're all bent out of shape that the polls, they're not getting the public reaction that they wanted. Swally's right-wing strategist, that's the new deal now. Oh, what are we going to do now? Maybe we can show him naked. Maybe we can show his uh, little tiny penis <laughs> or something like that. Maybe we can get that soggy cigar out of Monica. I guess Monica's mom's probably hanging on to that too, right? Uh -huh. She's doing something with it. Like my mother said, he's a scumbag. Nice going, Mom. Oh, Port St. Lucie's back? Hello. Port St. Lucie. I told him not to do this again. And what did he say? I won't. Yeah, uh huh. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 567 0560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Orlando. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, I am. Neil. Yes. Hey, uh, how you doing, buddy? Okay, buddy. Uh, you, uh, you caught and eat lunch at the same time, I mean, or do you take a break? I'm eating my lunch right now as you speak. Every day? Right now as you speak. But you do that every day? Whenever I feel like it, whenever I feel like eating lunch. What can we do for you today, sir? Ooh. Hey, um, you, um, I'm totally against these autograph things, man. Who the hell wants an autograph from these guys? That okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line and date. He's against autographs. Mark that down. You got it down? You got it down? Uh -huh. Okay, good. Open line in Dade County. That's almost as good as the guy called from Orlando a few days ago who wanted to do a thing about uh, South Florida radio trivia after I went through that. In fact, that was on last night's a Whammy show. Remember that? Right out of the box, this idiot from out of... Uh, you people up there in Orlando, we're delighted that you're listening through all the static and that you like the show and whatever else, but uh, we don't want to hear from you, okay, because you got nothing to say. Get over to Real Radio there. That's more your style. That's more up your alley. Maybe you can elope with Mr. Radio. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I've been taking in all this uh, information with Bill and everything, and You've trying been soaking to, it in, yes. And trying to understand it. So a couple of days ago, I cracked open a can of bumblebee tuna and put it in my humidor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lit it up just a little bit ago, and you know what? It tastes pretty good. Uh huh. There you uh, go. Bumblebee tuna, man, in the humidor, and I think you can really understand what's going on. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the good news. <laughs> That's right. In fact, maybe Nixon's going to start making those tuna-flavored jobs, huh? Those tuna-flavored in mensos, those big, mmm. Oh, it's not, it's not soaked from what you think it is. It's that tuna. Can you believe that? My mother actually saying to me, Oh, yeah, yeah, they say he put his uh, cigar in her, and then he put it in his mouth. What a scumbag. Yeah, whatever, Ma. And it was oral sex. Oh, my God. She was Jewish, and it was Oy. oral sex. Most guys, if they heard it was oral sex, they'd say, All right. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This is how you avoid uh, that, that crap airline food. Yeah. What my mom used to do when we were when, when I was younger. I, see, I don't fly that much, and this was with Eastern, but I think they, I think it's kind of the same on, on, on most of the airlines. We used to get a kosher meal, mm -hmm. and they would these other people would be staring at us like they Oy. wanted it. How, like how about if I wore my yarmulke and also got a kosher meal? Well, I love the yarmulke. It's awesome. Um, but no, but but seriously, because like these other people would be getting bologna sandwiches, mm -hmm. and they brought me out this thing of hot brisket, and I and if I still remember it, like twelve years later, tasket a tisket, I sure I love my like, brisket. Yeah, I was like ten years old, and I still like I remember this like thirteen years later, 
I mean, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, so try maybe getting a kosher meal. Anyways, you know what? You, you need, like, a new sound on your soundboard. I got one for you. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody. Okay. But for, for Spanish people. You ready? Yeah. Tu mamá se pone botas de combate. That's what you give them. Okay. Okay? See ya. Take it easy. What do you say? Your mother wears combat boots. Yeah. He said your mama? Your mama said that the president's a scumbag? Is that right? Did uh-huh. we get that correctly? Oh, my God, Millie. What are we going to do with her, huh? Uh-huh. Time for camp. Open line in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560. On the most prestigious mobile one line. We got Hank Goldberg from Shula Steak 2 coming up at 2 o'clock today. Hank's a great guy, but I'm going to tell you, wrong yesterday, Sammy Sosa broke the uh, existing record. He didn't break the new record, but he broke the existing record. That's what they were both. That was the target. That's what everybody's been talking about all year long. It just pains me that nobody wants to give this guy credit. Okay, so he's a dark, dark Schwarzer from the uh, Republican, uh, what, the Republican uh, Dominican, whatever it is. That's what it is. Oh, that's why we don't like him. He's Republican. Screw you, Sammy. No, he's not. I guarantee all those people from La Republica Dominicana, there is uh, big Democrats, aren't they? They're like at least ten. Not that we don't like Republicans. We just, in fact, let me say it again. 74 to 26 in the Senate yesterday. God, I felt like there was actually some hope. Because that John Ashcroft, that fascist lunatic from Missouri, joined by... And you know you know who voted again? I couldn't believe it. Strom Thurmond voted against him to cut off funding for the NEA. I, I couldn't believe that. He must just be confused, you know? <laughs> when you get over 110, you start getting like kind of... What is it? Yeah, no, well, what is it? 560 QAM. This is So 16 to 1 at 560 QM. Here's a couple of good faxes. Well, I don't know how good this one is. And maybe it's accurate. It's from Jerry from Hollywood who says, Jimmy Nelson was the ventriloquist for Farfel, not Paul Winchell. Did we say it was Paul Winchell? We said Paul Winchell had Jerry Mahoney and Knucklehead uh, Schwartz. And uh, thank you, Jerry. It's, uh, so we've had Dennis Day, Doris Day, Danny O'Day. Who was the one that did Undercover Angel who uh, did that song? Undercover Angel by... I like that song. That was a real uh, bubblegum novelty 
Undercover Angel by uh, Danny O'Day. Not Danny O'Day. Somebody, huh, come on, let's go. Somebody sounded like Donny Osmond. Never heard of Jimmy Nelson, but we'll take your word for it, Jerry, from Hollywood, till one of our other puppet people calls in. We've got millions of them out there. We've been, oh, man. It's the attack of the puppet people today. Oh. Woo. Look out for them. They are dangerous. Wasn't it Danny O'Day who did under... I'm not going to go back and look at the book at all. I'll knock my schmata off and I'm not finished with lunch. Here's another one. Home Run Awards. Uh, this is great. Thank you, whoever sent this fax. Mark McGuire gets a 1962 Corvette. Sammy Sosa gets a 62 Buick Electra towed out of somebody's backyard. <laughs> McGuire gets Roger Maris's bat. Sammy gets Paul Lynn's Demitas glass collection. <laughs> McGuire gets a trip to Disneyland. Sam, Slime and Sammy gets a trip to Jim's Alligator Zoo. Oh, here go see the Gators. All right. Mark McGuire, trip to the Hall of Fame. Sam, uh, Sammy Sosa gets a trip to the U-Hall of Fame. Mark McGuire gets a biography on A&E. Uh, Sammy gets a cameo on South Park. Mark McGuire gets a contract with Budweiser. Sammy a contract with Tussie Hair Straightener. And Mark McGuire gets a 70-inch Sony HD TV, while Sammy gets a 51-inch Munz. Nice going, sir. Very well said. But there's no racism involved in there. There's no preferential treatment. Begin And last night, to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, because they're so stupid, all of a sudden in San Diego, they show up with those special balls for Sammy. With those special uh, iridescent markings on them, those illuminescent, uh, whatever they are. Alan O'Day. Uh, see, I was close. God, am I a genius. You think so? No. Well, Alan O'Day with Undercover Angel. Remember that song? Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, you know, bubblegum, but it was cute. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Miami. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Saw you last night for the first time. Yeah. The, your ratings have had to have gone up in date. Why is that? Because I saw you. Oh, okay. Now, anyway, that's not what I called Yeah, but for. you don't have a Nielsen meter hooked up to your uh, thing. No, I sure don't. I, Damn it. And I don't want one. Good. Anyway, listen, uh, I was going to ask you, you know, besides the fact that uh, this is not what I was going to uh, bring up, but uh, thank God you are on right now because... Every other station that has any kind of semblance of talk. Yeah. I mean, they are ripping uh, uh, Clinton so badly. Really? Oh, God, yes. All those sanctimonious, hypocritical asshole yes, perverts? All of, all of those. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I, 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 I just, I said, that's it. These people here are treasonous bastards. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, you got to understand that they're all a bunch of right-wingers to begin with, so there's no credibility there. And I'll admit I'm a lifelong liberal, but I was never a big Bubba fan. But, I mean, this business about sex and covering it up and lying about it, I mean, first of all, it wasn't anybody's business in the first place, and it's not relevant to anything in the national interest, and that's the only thing that should be, um, you know, in fact, it's interesting how the stories are changing from these media hypocritical moguls now, all these, all these experts on here. In the first couple of days, they were saying, well, the real question, the test should be, is he competent to lead the country? Can he still uh, function as president? No. And the overwhelming majority of people are saying yes. But now they're no longer doing that because that's standard. They didn't like the response to that, so now they keep changing the story. Of course. Uh, but what I did call you up about is that I was um, listening to uh, some other stations, Española. Mm. Uh, well, I can imagine what, what they're doing. No, no, no. This is with your friend here, Liz Balmazeda. And uh, she had a big thing on... Um, the spies, the Cuban spies. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to do at least five, six months on that. Well, here's the thing. Somebody turned or something like that because she was mentioning something about Cuban strategy from the island, and the people are saying, no, 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 that was Basulto trying to get more publicity and money. He's the one that turned these people in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're turning themselves around on him now. <laughs> well, I hope they have a good time with each other, okay, because I couldn't give a crap less. Okay. Have a great day, pal. Okay. 
If I never heard the word Cuba again, it would be too soon. Oh, you can't say that. Well, I just did say it. I'm not interested in Cuba. I'm not interested in Israel. I'm not interested in any of that stuff, okay? I'm not going to Cuba, and I'm not going to Israel. I'm not interested in Ireland, including Patricia Ireland, that bull dyke from now. I'm not interested in those things. All these countries all over the world where people are, you know, the one thing, you can open up your ear and they're all going, <laughs> fanatical, uh, you know. And I do feel sorry for those poor uh, bastards down there in Cuba. The ones that haven't got two uh, pesos to rub together, two anythings to rub together, because they were left behind because their skin color was too dark or whatever George was saying before. Weren't you saying that? That wasn't why. That's, that's what, what you said. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, they that wasn't no why. money. Huh? They were very happy to see well, the Well, because they leave. weren't part of the ruling class. They that's weren't right. part of the uh, privileged Batista's paisans. That's what it was all about. Our right. And then they got on there, and Castro has brainwashed them successfully for 38 years. And Peter didn't want him better be. But, oh, he looks pretty healthy to me, unfortunately, because I wish, quite frankly, he would croak like in two seconds a wicked, nasty, or at least get bloody diarrhea like Roy Foster, something oozing a grotesque so we could get on with life. Because I, wouldn't you love, wouldn't everybody who's fair-minded love to see the test? Like, all of a sudden, we wake up tomorrow, oh, hey, Castro croaked overnight. He had a bad cup of tea like the Pope, you know. They gave him a bad cup of tea, and he died in his sleep. And all of a sudden, it wasn't his brother. We have, like, a, you're going to have free elections in Cuba. We're going to have democracy there, which, of course, nobody there ever heard of that. We're going to have democracy. Now who's being nice? Now, huh? let's see. No, but now let's see how fast the boats go pouring out of here, okay? The planes, oh, my God, they're going to be, how do you think hurricane evacuation forms long lines? They're going to be lined up. You won't be able to get near the airports. You're not going to be able to get near the port of Miami. But these people are all American citizens now. Hey, don't confuse us with the facts, okay? I think the test should be how many people are waiting to go back that are all screaming and yelling about this stuff for the last 30-some-odd years, hocking a China with us. Just like how many of the Jews from over here, how many of these Jews ran off to Israel, not to mention my father, 5,000 times because it was so great over there, and then came running back here with a tail between their legs because they didn't want to live like a bunch of schleppers over there where you have meat like uh, once every six weeks, maybe if, uh, you know, maybe if the... Uh, Rabbi says it's okay if he blesses it, and the meat too. Surrounded by mortal enemies on all sides. There's a word for that. You know what it's called? Masochist. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hollywood. Hello. Yes, sir. Speak to me. Oh, I'm online. I, Sounds I'm easy. I had something in my mouth. That's okay. Me too. Well, don't let the, the Watergate people find... I mean, I the uh, Whitewater people. Whatever people. what you were talking about, about Cuba, but... My problem is I'm a Republican. You have a problem? Yeah, I do now. Uh-huh. I voted for Reagan. I voted for Bush. Mm -hmm. I voted for uh, Dole. Yes. Oh, you were the one. Yeah, I was the one. Mm -hmm. Stupid fool. And now the light is coming to my eyes. <laughs> yeah, thank God. That I'm, than ever. I'm not going to vote for this ticket anymore. Oh! You know, this, this president we have, Clinton, he's been in six years. Mm -hmm. From the day one, the Republican Party has been fucking him. Right. All along. Walking, yes. And they're not allowing him to push through any uh, legislation he wants. Mm -hmm. They're just pushing through what they want, their favorite things. Mm -hmm. And now that we got this idiot, uh, Jeb Bush, is going to run here in Florida. Oh, God. Who's never run for office even as a dog catcher. Ne that's right. Never been a dog catcher, never had any elected office, any kind he of office. He thinks he's going to be the top man in the state. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't make sense. I spoke to this man on a one-to-one -one basis uh, at a dinner about uh, six months ago. This guy is a total idiot. He could not answer questions that I was putting to him. Mm -hmm. You know, what is he going to do about HMOs? You know, 
No, they, they, they only, he, he, he cares about H-O-M-O's. Huh? H-O-M-O's, those are the ones he cares about. Yeah, he hates the H-O-M-O's. Wants, wants to send us all to camp, yes. Yeah. But this this, this party, I'm going to go down and register as a Democrat. I'm going to call oh. the party... I'm going to call the Republican Party and tell them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That my family's been Republican, I've been Republican, you know, you, you just follow the lead of your mother and father. And I feel like I'm sold out by this party. God bless you, sir. Well, he said he's going down there. Do it right now, okay, before you let another one of those out, because then Jeb Bush will come and put your ass in jail for saying that and mine, too. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and Bob560 on the Mobile One line. Yeah, I think it's going to backfire. It's only the 16th of September, and they were asking this morning, you know, they had these primary elections around the country last night. Anybody care about that? No. Bye-bye, Geraldine. Nice knowing you. She's out. But uh, they were asking if there were any indications uh, of any backlash against El Presidente and this whole uh, Ken Starr business, and they said... Uh, no. No. The only thing they did see was the light turnout. And that's the one thing come November. The Republicans are counting on that because light turnout always favors the Republicans because it's the old farts and the people with a lot of money and special interest. They're the ones that go out there. You're good Christians who are, like, fanatical and really driven. But I think that by the time November 3rd comes around, and especially if they get this, I, I hope they do get this videotape released because I think that's going to blow up in their puss even bigger than the uh, Star Report on Friday. Because they are doing everything to humiliate and demean and embarrass and degrade not just Bill Clinton, but the office of the presidency. I mean, based on what they're trying to do, the president has got no privacy. He's got none of the rights that anybody else do. And they say, well, you know, the president's not above the law. Well, how about at least at the level of the law? Doesn't he deserve the same consideration as Joe Smith down the street? Goes and testifies in front of a grand jury, and before he's back, his ass is back. In the, in the other row, in the oral office, already they're leaking it, leaking it, all these illegal leaks. How come nobody is talking about that? Well, if you, if you watch enough of this crap, if you have a strong stomach, maybe once a day somebody might make reference to that. They'll allude to the fact that all these illegal leaks are going on, and how come nobody's doing anything about that? Ken Starr, the great leakmeister, who assured us months ago that, oh, no, he was not instructing any of these, and he's going to do everything to stop it. No more leaks. Remember the... You got to bring the Bart Barker and uh, Eugenio Martinez and all those other goofballs back, because we got a bunch of holes to leak uh, uh, leaks here to patch up. Everything in their part. And if there weren't a desire to manipulate and twist public opinion and drive this man from office, and it weren't politically motivated, none of this would be going on. None. N U N. None. Zippity doodah. That, uh, you've got to be a moron not to understand that. No matter what your opinion of Bill Clinton is, no matter what your politics are, if they really were doing this on the up and up, if, if there was any attempt to be fair-minded, and if Ken Starr were impartial, which is a real hysterical <laughs> joke, then there wouldn't be leaking. In fact, uh, that little twerpy David Kendall, the president's attorney, said there on Friday, the reason we were able to put out that 75-page rebuttal or 175, whatever the hell it was, before the uh, report came out at 2 o'clock, is because there were so many leaks by uh, Mr. Starr in his office that they basically had an idea what the essence of the report was already anyhow. Because they're leaking and leaking and leaking. They're doing illegal wiretapping of people's telephones, in this case, uh, Monica Lewinsky, 
But that's okay. Illegal recording, illegal everything else, but uh, they can break all the laws they want. Nobody's supposed to talk about this. All we're supposed to talk about is that the president's a horny guy, as if we didn't already know that, and he likes to lie. He, he likes to cover up his sexual escapades. Like that's something he just invented. Wake up, America, baby, before it's too late, before a bunch of Farbissina right-wing goyim take over the whole goddamn country. And what this guy just said before about Jeb Bush being a lightweight, that's a compliment. That's an understatement. What Jeb Bush knows about government, about running this state, about anything about politics, you could stick in a thimble and have room for the Gatsa Mishpacha for the old Bush family left over in there. But, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, and then we got people like Ron Silver up there in Broward. You know something? They ought to send you to camp, okay, Ron Silver, you jackass? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Liberal Democrat and uh, Willie Logan. Oh, yeah, well, we're supporting Bush because we're pissed off. Well, isn't that great? You'd be one of the first ones he sends off to camp, okay? You, j you jackass, you idiot, you. Shame on you. I don't know when the hell Ron Silver's coming up for re-election, but I hope I'll guarantee you that when it is... Everybody, every uh, yid and everybody else to the uh, left of Attila the Hunt is going to make sure his ass is out of there because payback is a bitch, you idiot. 12th of QAM, the Neil Rogers Sh Lauderdale. Oh, boy, it's the one to two hour. So anyway, George and I just uh, came up, we put our heads together and came up with a sensational idea. Those of you people out there that can't afford rolling papers anymore, well, you know, times are getting really tough. Deliciously different Those of you also are heathen atheist bastards and don't believe in all that bullcrap in the Bible, you can use each page as a rolling paper and then you can be a holy roller. Oh! Sounds good to me. What's wrong with that? As a matter of fact, you can take that first page of Genesis I was talking about before and you can roll it up and take a couple of hits and say, man, that's really good beret sheet. Huh? Or however you want to pronounce it. All right. Nice going, guys. Yeah, let's start rolling. Some. Oh, who's got the good stuff? Oh, that's right. Oh, we're in the middle of little Jamaica, baby. Yeah, they got the good beret sheet right around here. So they just had this thing on, which I'm very disturbed, that some of these uh, weak-kneed Democrats now, well, maybe it would be better for the country if uh, the president resigned, if he stepped down. You know, this is going to be, you know, and I said before, you know, you got one half of a party in this country, the Democrats who are like watered down, gutless, spineless, most of them cowering, uh, shaking in their boots, hypocrites. And then you got, of course, the uh, driven by the right-wing fundamentalist uh, Republican Party, which the rest of them can't be found because they're too busy, like Newt, uh, Newt Meister covering up their own peccadillos. You can forget about politics in this country because basically we don't have any anymore. We got uh, almost anarchy. Where are we going? To uh, Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. i got a crazy sister-in-law who's just obsessed with religion. She was able to convert even my brother now. You had you talked about a book That's a few months bit. ago. Yeah. About, what was the name of the uh, the book? Right it's all this crazy priest and all the business of religion. I want to extend it to her just to spite the crazy The book is bitch. called Farewell to God by Charles Templeton, and I'll give you a phone number where you can order it by since it's uh, written on a Canadian publisher and you can't buy it here in this country oh, because God, evidently we exercise... Fine. Huh? You can't even buy it in this country? No. Jeez. Unbelievable. I'm just so sick of it. I want to thank you personally for uh, basically just opening uh, opening the eyes of the people, letting them see, man. How, what a crazy... Crock people of crap. Just, people are just obsessed with religions. I can escape because, because they've been brainwashed anyway, and you brain somebody from the time they were a little kid until, uh, you know, the time that they uh, are old enough to figure things out for themselves. It, it's a very uh, rare breed. It's just amazing because yeah, okay, I'm... Okay, have a great day, pal. They're calling you. They're calling you the uh, boat. 
We have an open line at Broward, 5670560. So at any rate, farewell to God by Charles Templeton. And the phone number is 905-713-3852. If you want to order that book. It's on, uh, what's the name of the publisher? M&S Books. But uh, for some strange reason, we can't find farewell to God in America. Why is that? This is a guy who used to be good buddies with the Billy Graham and grew up with him and was a minister for many, many, many years until he finally saw it was all a bunch of bullcrap, and he puts it out here. He lays it out for you. Very simple to understand. There's nothing pseudo-intellectual in here. It doesn't take a, a biblical scholar, doesn't take a genius, a rocket scientist, to read that book and be able to dispel all of this garbage, these myths, these bubblemices, this beret sheet. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Why am I waiting so long? Yeah, why'd you wait 30 minutes to say that? That's a good question. We have an open because you had nothing to say, probably is the answer. Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. Call us back when you uh, one of your testicles descends, okay, Geldy? That was Geldy Jr. 60QAM. Baby, you melt my jockey shorts. And we have the media extravaganza over Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Amid discussions of semen-stained dresses and penises with distinguishing features, public opinion polls indicate that most Americans feel that the president's sex life, not only while in office, but in the office, is his own business. This idea of privacy is a kinder, gentler, heterosexual, don't ask, don't tell. We may not necessarily approve of what you do, but if done in private, it's your own business. Yet for the past half century, mainstream American culture particularly after the seismographic social eruptions of the sexual revolution, has been caught in the middle of an uneasy truce between a desire for the illusionary, traditional, safe moral order of the past and the innate human instinct for increased personal and sexual freedom. This is the conflict in which William Jefferson Clinton and Monica Lewinsky have become featured performers. At first glance, gay men and lesbians might seem to have no special take on the scandal. One can't imagine a more typical and tawdry heterosexual situation overripe even for Jackie Collins. Yet there are striking reasons why gay people might have salient insights into this complicated and emotionally confusing narrative, the most primary being that the drama surrounding Clinton and Lewinsky bears a remarkable resemblance to the position of gay people in U.S. culture today. At New York City's first gay pride march, a lesbian held a placard reading, We are your worst fear, we are your best fantasy. Just as homosexuality has come to symbolize for many heterosexuals a scary break from traditional morality, as well as new invigorating prospects of personal freedom, the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal has elicited similarly conflicted uh, responses. That the president may have engaged in an adulterous sexual relationship with a younger woman, or that the young woman happily agreed to have sex with the married leader of the free world, are clearly violations of accepted social and moral teaching. Yet at the same time, many Americans, often chafing under a mandated sexual morality that only half of them accept, can understand the desire and impulse to act in similar ways. That is why mainstream culture is simultaneously upset, mesmerized, and confused by the imbroglio. Gay people, however, surely know what it's like to have their sexual lives and activities the focus of so much emotional transference. But there are other aspects of the Clinton-Lewinsky story that resonate with gay people. We are constantly told that rights of privacy will protect us from oppression, yet we have all experienced how fragile that protection is. Privacy for sexual activity or simply being gay often affords little immunity from persecution. Ask Michael Hardwick, ask Sharon Bottoms, ask Monica Lewinsky. Gay people also have an extraordinarily, extraordinarily clear insight into how sexual activity can be the excuse, although hardly ever the reason, for witch hunts. And despite their protestations, the political right and special prosecutor Kenneth Starr have a clear political agenda in pressing this investigation. 
And as with most witch hunts, the constant sturm and drang of the media hoopla functions as a contemporary incarnation of ancient Rome's bread and circuses, concealing far more important issues like crime, foreign policy, a failing social security system. But perhaps the most important at a time in which AIDS is still ever-present in gay people's lives, the more than $40 million spent so far on Starr's investigation into the possible sexual dalliances is a symbol of the sheer waste and misappropriation of taxpayers' money that occurs time and again. How much AIDS, uh, AIDS education could be funded, how many needle exchange programs could be instituted, how many people with AIDS without decent health insurance could be given protease inhibitors with this money? The real scandal is not what Clinton and Lewinsky may or may not have done in the Oval Office, but how completely misguided and, and terribly harmful our culture's priorities really are. Oh! Brilliant! Michael Bronsky, you faggot at The Advocate. Outstanding. Right on target, and yes, we do relate. We know all about witch hunts. Right, Jack? Here's uh, Davey. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Yeah, were there dinosaurs in Noah's Ark? As for that guy that was calling before about the... Only, uh, only Dino. Yeah, the thing is, there was in, in the Skeptic Magazine today. It's great. They talk about that. They go after Dr. Laura, how she's full of crap. Yeah. You would, oh, she, Dr. Laura. She, you know something? Dr. Laura invented crap. Yeah. Yeah, they asked her, like, do you believe in God? She goes, we shouldn't question God. But the thing is, they also talked about what you talked about, you know, the, the earth ruling the sun, the earth before the sun, and the dinosaurs on the ark. If, if somebody just sits down and reads that one line, it's on the second page of Genesis about making two great lights, that gives you an insight that shows you very clearly that the men who wrote this crap had no idea what they were talking about. This isn't divinely inspired. This isn't something that somebody handed to Moses on a mountain somewhere. This is, these are just the ramblings of ignorant people, that's all. That's true. Who lived in a very primitive, ignorant time. And the idea that here we are 2,000 years later, and we have people running around repeating this like this is uh, something that we're supposed to live by, this is insanity. This is mass madness. That's true, Neil. And we need guys like you. Because really, they didn't know the Earth revolved around the sun. They didn't know anything. They didn't know dinosaurs existed. Never heard of What do you mean the Earth didn't revolve around the sun? Galileo, they did, the Pope didn't apologize to them until, until just a few years ago. I know. And, and in Darwin, uh, two years ago, Galileo and Darwin in this, in this decade. Right, thanks a lot, Neil. Okay, have a great day. Bye. God bless you. God bless us all. Oh, you don't believe in God? No. Oh, jeez. We feel really insecure now. <laughs> There's no God, and what happens when you die? Oh, gee, you don't want to know. I don't think you want to know what happens when you die because you're too emotionally, uh, you know, too much emotional cripples to understand. You're dead, you're dead. So you might as well live while you're alive because you don't live too much when you're dead, and there ain't nobody up there in heaven, and there ain't nobody down there in hell, and on the burning on the lake of fire, et cetera, and so on. This, if there's such a thing as sin, it's taking away somebody's ability to think. I've been saying that for 25 years. Stealing somebody's ability to reason and to think is the greatest sin of all because it's the only thing that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. That and the fact that we're big enough and powerful enough to destroy the whole goddamn world, and we're doing a beautiful job of it. We're doing a great job. Here's Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Right now, I'm on. It sounds just like you, sir. You're on. Hey, Neil. Yeah. I think you are the greatest, man. Yes, I am. I don't care what nobody say. Howard Stern cannot mess with you. He couldn't touch me. I'm, he's That's not my real. Friend. Hey, look. What yeah. you just said, I've been trying to tell a lot of people, man. And they don't. It's no heaven. It's no hell. It's no lake for fire. It's what you do now. It's all that counts. If there's a I hell, man, it's right in the middle of my head. All day. But there's one thing I want to say. I, I'm, I'm not on the political thing. You know what I'm saying? You can see I'm, I'm from way back. You yeah, know. you're you're from way back, yeah. Yeah, but way back. I want to talk about the Dolphins. That's all I want to talk okay, about. Okay, go ahead. Okay, we have an open line today. Five. So he's from way back, like he said. He's from like the Neanderthal age. He just wants to monkey around. 
Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, I've been to the L.A. Zoo. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Yeah. <clears throat> the Republicans, they, <clears throat> they're frustrated yeah. with Clinton, just like, uh, was it the, the Talia family and the Godfather? Yeah. In one of the strategy meetings, they heard uh, Trent Locke saying, Starr hit him 11 times with charges, and he's still alive he's in the He's still pool. alive, right. That's why they want to show it. Uh-huh. That's my material. It's not working, sir. They, okay. they, you know, no, I don't mean you. I mean them. It's not, their strategy isn't working. It's blowing up in their puss. I know. They can't believe he's still alive. Too bad. Okay, thank you. He's like the ever-ready cat with 600 lives, okay? And they keep banging away and banging away and banging away, and uh, he just refuses to fall. And even these spineless, gutless Democrats, so they better get with the goddamn pogrom, okay? We're sending them to camp, too. Jellyfish. We have an, I realized that, uh, see, I lost a couple of calls on here because I read that long ponderous, but it was not ponderous. It was very well articulated. And for those of us fags, we understand, well, what witch hunts are all about, political or otherwise. Consenting adult sex lives. I hate to break the news to uh, middle America out there or whatever the hell we are. Is nobody's business. In fact, I'm more concerned about those people who are interested in other consenting adult sex lives. Those are the ones I'm very concerned about. Because those people are really scary. Because for the most part, whatever is going on in their closet is creating a lot of problems up in here between the ears. Not so much between the legs where the problem is in this country. It's between the ears. That's where the problems are. Two open lines in Dade. 5670560. Tom 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller. Okay. Um... As far as this Clinton and uh, Monica thing, yeah, I could care less. You know, I don't care if she drops to her knees and gave the pre and hummed a few bars of Dixie. Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, I think that a Kenneth mm -hmm. Starr is an asshole, mm -hmm. and yeah. that uh, he, he should have taken that forty and fifty million bucks and got us all DJs and, and gave us a cigar. Right. Yeah. You know? Give us a good cigar from Nick's. There you go. There you go. There you go. I will. I won't want a wet one, but I'll take not one. a soggy one anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and as far as McGuire and the, what they call steroids, yeah. they should make it mandatory and see how many people go out there and hit 63. There you go. At least we'll get some excitement anyway, right? There you go. Okay. And Fred Flintstone is Jewish. <laughs> oh. Oi! you. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. we got Hank Goldberg coming up from Shula State 2 at 2 o'clock this afternoon. we got the uh, pregame, the foreplay, the whatever you want, the Marlins and the Expos. Oh, God. are they, Is that right? Wednesday. Yep. One more. One more between two of the worst teams in all of baseball, the Marlins and the Expos. The paper said 6,500 or something last night, which there was no TV. I bet you it was more like 500 in Montreal. Boy, they got problems or what? One, well, what's those frogs for you? 120. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I don't know if uh, somebody has mentioned this, but I was at the stadium the other day, and Father O'Toole, yeah. he got up and he started praying for all the safety of the players. Right. And the first play, uh, 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 Sean Wooden out for the year. How right. do you like that? Now, somebody mentioned that right in the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah? Goes to show you, God ain't listening. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe, God, right. maybe God's not a football fan. <laughs> Thanks a lot, pal. All right. See ya. There you go. Father O'Toole was out there hocking and jumping, bada beep, bada boop, bada boop. Yeah, right. Protect us from injury. How come all these guys get injured when they have it? See, that goes to show you it's all a bunch of bull crap. 
because they're praying to God before every uh, NFL game that nobody should get injured, and guys get injured and practically get killed out there. Remember that uh, guy on the Lions got dragged off on a stretcher last year? Happens every now and then. Guys with broken legs, broken necks, broken arms, broken... You know? God knows what they're going to be breaking. Troy Aikman, he gets injured last week again for the 500th time. She got uh, hangnail or something. Because God evidently either is not there or he just isn't listening and worried about football. Maybe he's got uh, more important things to worry about, like uh, inventing himself. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Uh, hello. Yes. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm 90 years old. I got an article I want to send to the Herald. Oh. But I did to get a thing in from you first. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the, the Clinton fiasco. Uh -huh. It looks as though the entire matter is a no, political No, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Forget about it. We have two open lines in date. Five six seven oh five. I just didn't like the way it started out. Five six seven oh five. And uh, an open line on the uh, eighteen pound five sixty on the eighteen T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes. Hi. Yes. Neil. God. I go way back. Hey, listen, I don't want to talk about the Dolphins, Neil. You're great. I love you. You always did a good job while you was out. Okay. Uh -huh. This is one thing I want to say, man. I'll talk about nobody... talking about what you don't want to talk about. Let's talk about what you do want to talk about, sir. Okay, sir. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, can I put my two cents worth? How come nobody's talking about Jeb Bush is going to be the governor if we don't start, you know, doing something, you know? What do you mean nobody's talking about it? We've talked about it at length. Yeah, but you're the only one, Neil. Yeah, well, we're talking about it. Thank you, sir. We have an open line in Broward, two and eight, five, six, five, six, because nobody cares, that's why, sir. Nobody gives a crap. And he's running out there to the condos and these unsuspecting old Jews. Whatever happened to those leaders in the condos? They used to round everybody up and, uh, you know, get their votes uh, guaranteed locked in. Whatever happened to those old bastards? They all croaked or something like that? Uh-huh. Jesus. Get led down the garden path by uh, Hitler Jr. without the mustache. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, how's it going? Okay, sir. Yeah. What's up with the beanie? What's up with it? Yeah. It's there. It's there? Yeah. Yeah. So what's up with Jeff Bush? Okay. Well, we got our younger people out there really know what the hell's going on, right? They got a great education. They really got their head in all of this stuff. They know what's important in the world, right? No. You bet. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Mobile in hey. Pompano. Hey, this is David. Yes. I'm uh, running down the highway uh, in my car. Yes. Listening to, uh, I heard Rush on the other station. Yeah. And uh, he went on commercial and saw switched over. Come up with you. It's unbelievable the difference between you and Rush. Well, you, are, you are inarticulate. You can't talk without Yeah, well, good. Talking. Then go back and listen to Rush. I'm inarticulate, right? I can't speak because I'm not a Nazi like Rush. I'm inarticulate. I'm not a big fat six. I'm fat, but I'm not in the same league with him with his 85 divorces and all his other bullcrap and stories made up about how uh, Vince Foster's body was in a house owned by Hillary Clinton and then they, they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt the story was a bunch of bullcrap but he doesn't bother to go on here and correct it because he's nothing but a goddamn right-wing lunatic for a fucking prophet. How in our... Isn't this great that this guy would take the time? Isn't it? And he's so shocked how, how the difference between, like, like, could there possibly be another person in the world who's got a difference of opinion, who isn't saying ditto, ditto, which ditto says basically I'm a dunderhead and I can't think for myself? Remember those bumper stickers, ditto, ditto? Uh -huh. Yeah, whatever Rush says, I'll say the same because I'm a parrot and I don't have a brain in my head. And all you have to do is hear this little redneck that we just had on the phone. That's a rush hole right there. 
He's a rush hole and... He's an asshole. Besides, I'm inarticulate. Right, you should only be so inarticulate, my uh, redneck Yahoo friend, okay? Go out and say hi to Bossy the Sheep and get out of our face. And give Rush a big kiss on the puss, too, while you're at it. See if he found any more dates on the Internet. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560, on the AT&T wireless line. Everybody knows I love dry concepts. To be QAM. Get the honey, Junior. This is Rush Limbaugh, servant of humanity, talk show host, hemorrhoid sufferer. Folks, with over 300 pounds, I know the agony of this kind of dilemma. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you there's help. With new preparation rush and my rush to excellent suppositories. Now you can end the pain and itching of hemorrhoidal tissue. Just look for my picture on the box of suppositories and the applicator tube. Another fine product from OIB. The Obesity in Broadcasting Network. One thing they say about Larnass. He's an asshole. Yeah. And are, are you scared, Neil? Are you scared? Larnass is coming to town. As long as I live, I'll never forget that call on the old IOD. Oh, yeah, the uh, syndicator from uh, Houston. Oh, are you scared? It's not personal. It's just business, Neil. Are you scared we're putting Larnass on the other station against you? Oh, I'm shaking in my boots. And all those years that he's been on, we've been getting our six and seven and eight years while he gets those twos. Nice going. Oh. And, of course, that's 12 plus, those old demographics. Nice going, Larnass. Oh. You fat fascist. But he's so articulate, yeah. I think the word he was looking for was fat. Here's Deerfield. Hello. Deerfield. Yeah, good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm confused about something. Uh, what is I hear that? so many statements from uh, parents saying that the president and uh, is a bad example and a, is showing bad leadership for our children. Why does a politician or an athlete have to be an example to our to parents' children. Why can't the parents be the example? That, that's what should be the role model, should be the parents. That's right. Uh, we have things we don't, like, we, don't like, don't we? we don't elect presidents or politicians to be role models for our kids. I mean, that what that leads me to believe is the parents are not doing their jobs and they have to look elsewhere. Right, just like the parents uh, don't teach their kids about sex or anything else that's their responsibility. and always want the teachers to do it, but do it our way or we're going to get pissed off. So you, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. Right. Well... Thank you. For sterilization, just keep it in mind, sir. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. By the way, Alan Greenspan is uh, speaking, and Robert Rubin, the Treasury Secretary, they're doing all of this, and as a result, the market, which has been hovering, it's been up, you know, 18, 20 points all day. Right now, the Dow is up 16, the Nasdaq's up 6. But it's all been hovering, waiting for this word, breaking news, this House Banking Committee in Washington, and the testimony on the global uh, monetary crisis, et cetera, and so on, and uh, they're waiting. And I haven't been listening to the audio, but evidently if Greenspan didn't give another signal about lowering interest rates, the markets are going to be really fired up and pissed off, and that market's going to take a real like that. And on the other hand, if he does open up his puss and say something, uh, you know, indicating again like he did a week or two ago, then it's going to go zooming up because that's what they're looking for. And at the moment, it's just kind of like sitting there waiting, a pregnant pause. Say something. Come on, Alan. Say something. Please, say it. Oi! Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I took that number that you gave with that for the book, uh, Farewell to God. Right. Called up there. They have a big problem. And I'm not kidding, because I called the manu- I mean, the uh, publisher. Yeah. They have been threatened by somebody or someone or something in this country not to bring it in. What do you mean by that? They've been doing it for... Uh... No, no, I'm talking about putting it on bookshelves and stuff like that. It's almost like a... Uh, 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 Rush Salami, whatever his name is. How do you like that? Yeah, I'm serious. And a guy's calling me back 
I mean, and we'll same, give same. you a report when he does call me back. He's calling me back to let me know who and why they're doing it. That's unbelievable. It's true. And I says, well, in this country, we... So in this country, we can't put a book out on the shelves by somebody who's an ex-minister, who, I... uh, who denounces religion and articulates it very uh, well and very brilliantly? We can't put that on the shelves as an opposing idea to all the religious brainwashing? Well, I guess... And this, this is supposed is... to be the land of the free? This is, a... I guess this is Iran. Unbelievable. It's true. This is what the... uh, I was just told. But he is coming back, supposedly, to give me some more information why they're not on the bookshelves here and why we have to call Canada to get it. Isn't that something? Isn't thanks, that something? For the, thanks for the good news. Keep okay. me posted. You got it. How do you like that? Charles Templeton, Farewell to God. I mean, it's, it's hardly a, uh, a revolutionary book. It's hardly one of the most uh, grotesque things in history of mankind. But maybe he just makes too much sense. Maybe he just debunks this whole business in such a uh, common-sense, uh, practical way that uh, they're fearful that if people read it, they'll say, Oh, yeah, good points, all of them. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. North Miami Beach, hello. North Miami Beach. Hello, Neil. Y- yes, sir. One question. I know you're going to give me a straight answer. Uh-huh. What President Clinton did. Yeah. Did he harm the country or its people in any way, shape, or form? No. No, he did not. Okay, here's Sunrise. Hello. Hi. Yes, sir. I'd like to talk about the dumbing of America. Yes. Isn't it a... Oh, this must be Neil. I'm sorry? I said this must be Neil. Yeah, could be. Neil, God! Yeah. You're right. People call up, they call you, and they say, what's up? Why is that? You're asking me? Because I mean, they're you know. stupid. Because they're stupid, like the guy that called a few calls ago about Lardass Limbaugh and how much more articulate he is because he agrees with his, his right-wing bullcrap. Uh, page 5B, today's Sun Sentinel. Yeah. There's an ad for one of these uh, scary Halloween things. Dr. I.B. Scary. Oh, yeah, nice. I.B. Scary. Uh-huh. What happened to I.M. Scary? I.M., that's his, that'd be his brother. I am hip. Yeah. That's typical, you know. Newscasters. Everything. I mean, it's no wonder the kids in this country are just as stupid as a Let me say it again. When the principals and the teachers, some of them, are uh, as uh, inarticulate as the day is long and can't speak the language properly, how are they going to teach kids to speak? It's crazy. The other night, uh, Channel 4, this is before the stock market fell 500 points. Yeah. They were doing a, you know, a mock stock buy thing where they bought certain shares. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anyway, they showed them the names of the stocks that they bought on the screen. And one of them was Pfizer, the chemical company. Right, Viagra. They spelled it P-H-I-Z-E-R. All right, nice going, guys. Probably Rick Sanchez had his fine finger in that. Uh, this is Channel 6. Like I said, probably Rick Sanchez had his, uh, probably Tony Cigaretto had his finger in that. Absolutely correct. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the good news. How do you spell a fish food? Okay, 12 minutes before 2 at 5.62 at 2. Speaking of good food. Are you serious? Rick Riley is talking about stocks on that show every day now? You, you have to be joking. Man, <laughs> I need help. Rick Riley talking about stocks. That's almost, I was in a car last night and I punched you over because uh, we had Donnie B on it. I mentioned, I mentioned this before, didn't I? And he was talking about politics and about this whole, uh, oh my God. And poor Suds in the background. You could tell he was like trying to uh, crawl down into the chair and disappear and hide. Rick Riley talking about uh, sexual escapades and about uh, lying and about uh, politics and... Uh, Etc. and so on. And Pat Buchanan, what a great guy he is. Speaking of the market, by the way, it's just kind of hovering there. They're waiting. It was like almost even Stephen, like uh, right. Look at that. And now it's starting to go up just a little bit, up four points. But but they're waiting. Come on, somebody say it. Say something already, will you? Alan Greenspan, say anything. 
Get that damn arrow zipping up there. Two, three hundred points. Oh, this is Al Rogers in Margate. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? It's not Al Rogers. Yes, sir. Great show, Roger. Um, Neil. Roger Neil? Yeah. Yeah, Roger Neil. A couple things. I'm nervous. Excuse me. That's okay. I'm pissed off that people are trying to tell us what we should believe about President Clinton. Yeah. If he did it, hey, any other, any man... Well, what do you mean if he did it? He did do it. He already said he did it, and that wasn't all that great, to be honest with you. Yeah, but how many of us would admit it to the whole nation? Nobody. Exactly. Like I said that the other day. How many people would like to have their intimate sexual escapades right on the Internet all over the world in graphic detail with their name and puss attached to it? I mean, people would be uh, running uh, for cover. They'd be running into caves somewhere. Who gives a crap? Exactly. No more. But anyway, thank you, Neil. Had a great show. I love you. Okay. See ya. See, and you're ready to blow that guy off because you thought he, he didn't sound like Al Rogers. No, I guess I mean, not. That's one of the most uh, grotesque. Uh, George apologizes to you, sir. For confusing you with the unctuous Al Rogers, the Antichrist, Il Anticristo, North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing? Okay. Long time rural listener. I got a Jewish girlfriend. I've been to Nick's cigars. Oh. And for one night, yeah. I was Mr. President. Now, goddamn <laughs> threat the United States of America. Oh. Me and Sammy. All, All right. right. All right. Nice going, sir. There you go. For one night, he was about well, and he went to Nick's Cigars first. His voice said, "Well, look, he had like a, a thing over his puss. He uh, had a muffled puss." Here's uh, North Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I want to talk ice cream cones real quick. Yeah. What is the original original ice cream cone with the chocolate and nuts on top and the sugar cone? Which one is the original? Drumstick. Drumstick. No. Nut. Nutty Buddy. Drumsticks? I don't like that. Naughty Buddies suck. Drumsticks are great. I, uh, for a while, I was hooked on those a few years ago. Which I was one? addicted. I had to go to uh, Drumsticks in Ireland. The Which Egg. Which came first? Do you remember when you were a kid? The Egg. Come on. Which came first with what? Uh, you know, was the drumstick ahead of Naughty Buddies? Yeah, like, like that's something I'm worried about? I have no idea. Well, you tell me. That's why I'm When you work on it, okay? Go out and do some research on it, okay, pal? We'll be waiting for your answer one of these days very soon. Was it the Nutty Buddy or was it the Dumb Stick? That's what he wants to know. Maybe it was the Joystick. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hollywood. Going once. Sounds real dead to me. Okay, it's going to be a real quick couple of calls here, and that's going to be it. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I just got back from school, and uh, I got into an argument with my professor because he claimed that uh, Lewinsky, that we should feel sorry for her because she kept the dress the same way you would keep, like, a souvenir cup if you had coffee with the president. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah, if you had coffee, you would keep the cup. And Neil. If he was wearing a jockstrap, she would have kept his cup. Is that what he's trying to say? Your professor needs psychiatric help. We ought to have him removed immediately, if not sooner. Right. He really said that? Yes, he did. Oh, what a jackass. We ought to feel sorry for her because what? Because he's a slut that loves running around with married men? We ought to feel sorry for her that she got her presidential knee pads and then ran it all over the place and got on the phone with 500 of her closest friends and told everybody in detail what was going on in there? We ought to feel sorry for her? Your Neil. professor needs a shrink. Neil, also, I was wondering, uh, if you've been on 595, I saw a billboard of 101.5 Light FM, and it had Elton John, and it says, the bitch is back. What's yeah. that all about? What do you mean, what is it all about? I don't know. Is that, like, meant to install Elton John or something? Okay. Uh, he'll be at the concert. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, no calls. Two minutes to go, and no calls, and my armor just slipped off as a result. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Any interest? Two minutes to kill here. Anybody alive out there? 
Play the bitches back, okay? Maybe he'll catch on. Jesus, God. Yes, yeah, meant to install. 5670560. Oh, we can't even do a little mini lightning round here in the last two minutes. That's how much response we got now. Pound 560 on the 18th. Absolutely nothing. QAM. Yeah, I got cut off. You got cut Pompano. off with what? Pompano. How'd you get cut off? Oh, Neil, how you doing? Listen, hey, it's not the idea. Everyone likes a little head. But the key is, you don't sit there in the Oval Office talking. What if George had something under the board right now? Wouldn't make any difference to me. He'd be paying the same amount of attention he always does. QAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, let me tell you something. I just uh, went back to school to take some courses at Miami-Dade. Yes. And if you want to think about uh, what's going on, you ought to know that those kids are being treated and trained like automatons. Automatons? That's what's going on. The ruling class... Doesn't Wayne own that joint, the automaton? The ruling classes, whoever they may be, are trying to create robots. Yeah. Which is going to oh, fit they're in. doing an excellent job. I know, and it's frightening as hell. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that they that, that, that the computer age, they've destroyed our privacy because they know that uh, they want to be able to control everything. Yeah. And they, and they literally want robots. So okay, can... thank you very much, sir. Maybe the Illuminati is behind it. Oh! That's what I think. It's a goddamn trilateral commission conspiracy is what it is. God damn it. Well, too bad we don't have time for all those other calls that are coming in right now because I bet you they're really great. Aren't they? You think these calls are great? Hello. Hello. Too late. Okay, well, listen, I just want to give them the opportunity for crying out loud. They're ringing and ringing all these lines now after I scream and go spastic and ballistic. Hank's coming up next from Shula Steak, 2 at 2 o'clock. And then forget about the president. Forget about the market. The Dow is up one point because they're waiting and waiting for something. And we got the important stuff. We got the Marlin game. Anybody believe in it?